To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Jay here, positivesarcasm.com, facebook.com slash positivesarcasm.com. Do you hear that space in between? That and that? Facebook.com slash positivesarcasm. Twitter! At POS Sarcasm. Uh, Instagram. At Positive underscore Sarcasm. No more Tumblr. Bye-bye, Tumblr. Um, Twitch.tv. If you want to stream the podcast, go to Twitch.tv slash Positive Sarcasm 1. Yeah. You can click on the link. You can subscribe. You can share. You can donate. If you want to donate, go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. You click on the button. Any amount appreciated. Dollar. More. Please. Uh... YouTube, YouTube, positive sarcasm. You'll know it when you see it. Ugh, what a fucked up week. Anyways, oh my God, the government shut down. Everybody go crazy. Go crazy, folks, because the government is shut down. Well, if the senators and the governors and the politicians and the congressmen and women are all getting paid still, then the government's not shut down. TSA might not be might not be getting a paycheck, but who cares? Don't need the fucking TSA. They suck. Um, it's gonna be a rough week. Sorry, I went down a rabbit hole this week with um. I'm I'm I'm. Here's the problem. I'm balls deep in a project right now for another nonprofit that I may have mentioned back in the past, but I haven't brought it up lately because I don't want to make a big deal out of it because I'm kind of nervous about it. So I want to keep it under wraps so I don't get even more nervous about it because I want to make sure when it does when it does get publicized or when it does get done in front of the people that it's supposed to be with that they're happy about it so that I can add to it. And then when I get added to it, it's going to go up on YouTube so you guys can see it in its completed form. Uh, I try not to boast too much about these things or get ahead of myself because there's in that inevitable point in time where I do screw up a project or an assignment or a paid gig or something like that and I don't want to make myself out to be a look like a bigger jerk off than I already am so if I have mentioned it I'm not really talking about it it's due by at the latest next this Saturday but the 19th so I have to I'm gonna be buckling down buckling buckling down for like the next week and a half just trying to figure it out and here's what here's my my problems with it Number one, I wasn't in the, I'm not part of the environment, so I wasn't there, okay? Normally, if, I, if I'm editing something, I normally see the, I, I'm normally in the environment. Like, I've been to the location, okay? Number one, I haven't been to the location. Number two, I didn't shoot the footage, okay? I didn't shoot the footage. Therefore, I wasn't there when I was aiming the camera, so I wasn't think, there was no thoughts going through my head of why I shot here, why I shot there, so I have to review all the data. So because I have to review all the data, it takes longer, Normally, if I'm in the environment, like, for example, if I'm in Boston shooting a food festival or something like that, I'm in the area, I'm in the environment, uh, I can just kind of whoop, kind of, you know, you know, flip right through the, the video and know what I'm supposed to be looking for. Here, I have no idea what's being portrayed or if the footage is even good. That's another thing. Like That's, that's number three. The footage sucks. Okay, the footage I'm working with, not only is there not a lot of it, and when I'm saying not a lot of it, when I shoot a video, normally at the very minimum, I have about 90 movie files. Minimum. At the maximum, between 250 and 300 movie files that I go through. This ha- I have about maybe 40 to 45 videos. 
okay? 40 to 45 videos, and it's in uh, half of them are horrible in horrible visual quality. Like there's there's shadow coloring, the color the color charts are are completely off kilter. Um, the the uh, the the sound quality is atrocious. I literally can't use literally literally. I straight up cannot use any of the sound from any of the videos. You can't hear anybody. Uh, you can't understand. Oh, that's another thing. Not only can I not understand what they're saying, I also can't understand what they're saying because it's in a whole other fucking language. Okay, so I can't hear what they're saying. And if I could hear anything of what they're saying, it's in another language. And I don't mean like Hispanic or French, you know, or, you know, Creole. It's like African. (laughs) I know that's like 50 countries, but it's one of them. Obviously, as a joke, I know which one it is. And I know what language they're speaking because I've done the research. Okay, done the research. But I don't know the language. I can't speak it. So now that's another obstacle on top of that. So I had to do like a whole bunch of like going to YouTube, going to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, and check out everything from top to bottom. When this was established, when did this happen? Is this, is this, is this, is this fake? Is it fake news? Terrific. Terrific. Perfect. Is this, is this accurate information that's being given to me? And by, and how, number one, how do you figure that out? And that's that goes back that ties into another issue. It's like, okay, if this is from the African News Network, um, okay, then maybe this is some type of accurate information. That's I'm kind of going by that type of thing. If it's you know if it's by Vice or Vox or something, I generally don't want to. Number one, I don't want to give Vice or Vox any cred, any views, any clicks, because um, they're terrible organizations. And I don't want to take their information because maybe there's a skew on it that doesn't help me. So I'd rather get my information from the source that I'm working with or from the country of origin, okay? Um, that way, I think it's a little more raw and uncut. So it's I'm getting, I'm getting a, an unbiased look at the information that I'm trying to get. It's, I need that so that I can better process the information I have in front of me that nobody else has so I can properly process it into a short documentary for the public to digest. And I'm just, I'm having a really tough time getting through, I got through the intro, which is great. So when you get through the intro, it's like, the usually the intro is the hardest part and it's a fucking piece of cake after that. But right now it's not. Like I'm having a really tough time uh, after that getting into the swing of things because there's no content to really dive into other than what's already been portrayed or, or it's already been shown. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, if I can't use the video, mm. this week is a Cafe Bustello with a hint of hemp oil. It's quite good. It's quite hearty. So if I can't use the 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 sound or the sound the the footage the 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 the, the if I can't hear what they're saying and I can't use what they're saying and the ambient noise is just too large, then I have to cut out all the ambient noise altogether and go with music. And basically do like a whole documentary, like a silent movie with dot with music in the background. The question is, what music best suits the material that you are putting out there? So what's the best music? And is it royalty free or copyright free? So if I put it up on YouTube, there's going to be no strikes. There's going to be no claims. It's not going to be blocked. So you have to make sure that you go out. Not only can you find the right music, can you find the right music? 
that you can use freely for educational purposes? And that's a good question. You know, there are great composers out there like Fox Sailor and White Sands and Co.ag. And uh, then there's some like, which are mo the vast majority of the music that they have is copyright free. Which is important because I've used all those guys. Um, I started using White Sands back in the week week 50 and week 60. I started using uh, la, 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 Fox Sailor. I've only used Fox Sailor once. I used Fox Sailor in week 100, a song called Believe. And then I, I used Coda AG, which is another YouTuber who makes ambient no, uh, ambient music. So it's like, it's it's cool. Just check it out. Co, type in co.ag on YouTube, and, it'll, and you can check out all. It's got a huge, it's the biggest library I've ever seen of royalty-free ambience or ambiance music. Ambiance music. That's it. Um, a lot of haunting dark suspenseful stuff too so it was great for when i did the movie the beacon which was perfect um but with like uh, a composer like maddie Cupia, uh, maddie Cupelli or something like that you can check it out on youtube it's m-i-t-t-m-a-t-t-i-a Cupelli, c-u-p-p-e-l-i something like that he's he makes uh, uh you know music emotional type music on youtube as well but his royalty-free playlist is only like 33 songs. And most of it's like, it just says epic instrumental or epic suspenseful or epic sad or epic hero. And it's like, I can't use epic shit right now. I need something kind of with like a light ambiance in the background that kind of fills in the noise void. And I'm having a tough time. And also the thing is, I can't use White Sands or Fox Sailor uh, because their stuff is either a, it's too much for the content I'm content that I'm working with, or B, I've already used all their shit and I don't want to use it again until they either come out with new shit or I'm working on a different project that requires or that best fits the music that they put out. So I play with the shit all that time. I'm always searching for. That's why I have a specific um, YouTube uh, playlist that you can't see. Uh, it's it's my music playlist. Mm. And I'm constantly going through YouTube, going yeah, obviously going through YouTube and finding all kinds of different music that's royalty free, or it's remixed commercial music. That way, when you used some, a lot of the times when you use remixed commercial music, um, if you post that on YouTube, a lot of the times it won't get it won't the algorithm won't pick it up because it's been remixed so much, and the person who did the remix doesn't own it, so. It really does work out. It really does. It's awesome. Plus, it's cool to use some of that older remixed music because it still gets that, that nostalgia. It hits that nostalgia note with some people. So it's super awesome to use. And I've done it constantly. Um, sometimes, it gets, sometimes it gets dinged by YouTube. Other times it doesn't. What you can do is take like a... If you're editing a video and you want to test and see if the music that you're using is going to get hit by YouTubes or get claimed by a YouTube user... What you do is if you're editing a video, you have your top layer, which is your video layer, and then your bottom, one of your bottom layers, which is a music layer. Just put in a picture. Put in a picture and then put in the entire song and then just uh, create the video and then post it to YouTube on private mode so nobody can see it but you. And then just let it sit for like, depends on how long you, if you need it right away, let it sit for 10 minutes to an hour. Nowadays with YouTube's algorithm, if it's copyright or if it's claimed, as soon as you put it up, YouTube will notify you. 
Um, but if it if it goes up and nobody claims that 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 music right away or within ten minutes or within an hour, you're good to go. Mostly, for the most part, you should be in the clear. Put that music back into your project and use it, and then go ahead from there. Obviously, you are playing with fire in the sense that if you go to post that project and then it does get claimed, well, then you got some things to deal with. The only time I've only want twice dealt with the situation of posting a video with copyrights, copyrighted songs in there or claimed music and it getting blocked. Um, I originally would just appeal it and then it was fine, but I did use star Wars music once I claim, uh, I filed a claim appeal and the claim appeal actually got released. And oddly enough, it was star Wars music and they released the claim. So I could actually go ahead and use the music. That was way back in week two of the vlog. The second time, though, was week seven, and I was using either BGs or James Taylor, one of the two, and I filed a, I filed the an appeal, and they turned it down, and not only did they turn it down, but they blocked the shit out of it, and I had to take, I literally had to take a whole minute out of the end of the video, so it's like, am I going to go back and repost it? Fuck no, you know? That's week seven. That's years ago. Hmm. So, I've been pretty good since then, though. I haven't had really any issues for the most part. Uh, my content's been getting, my content was getting cleaner and cleaner. But I literally will go through YouTube and find all kinds of copyright-free music that I like, that I think is good and could be suitable later down the road for certain video projects that I'm working on, whether it be for YouTube or for something else. And then I will put them in that file and use them later. Okay, and there are many other programs that are out there that categorizes music for you, and you can literally just go through them and swipe and all that shit. But I'd rather just do it manually. I'd rather do it for myself, because then I know what the music is. I've seen it. I've listened to it. I've marked it. And plus, if I, I, I save it, and then I like it on Twitter, and a lot of the times the, the creators of the music that are on YouTube are also on Twitter. So when I like a video, it goes to Twitter, and it lets Twitter know that I like a song. And the user, the creator of that video will see it and be like, cool. And it's almost like a little shout out to them. They like it. They like that little shit because those fucking, it's one thing to make a, a, a video, like a YouTube video. It's another thing to make the music because the beats are totally, making a beat is more complicated in its original form. It is. So it takes them a while to make a good beat. But when they do, it's awesome. Okay. They do, they worked harder on it, they want uh, people to see it and hear about it. So they get, they're get they really appreciative when people give them a shout out. You know, a lot of the times, I've never had any issues with, you know, asking for permission from uh, a, one of the users or whatever when I wasn't sure, or when I say I love their music, they are really, oops, they really get happy about it. You know, they get appreciative. So yeah, I'm rambling, but that's how I do it. It's easier for me. I look at the music, I know what I'm looking for. And I can just dive in. And it's dated, too. So when I when I liked it, when I added it, it's easier for me. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. So I'm stuck in this this little, you know, I'm, I'm about two minutes into this project. I want to get to at least five. I don't know if I am. I don't know if I am going to be able to make it. To five. I'm, I will. I'm going to have to. I don't have a choice. It has to get done. Um, and it has to be ready and approved by this by this nonprofit. Uh and then that's it. It's just it's it's got to be done. I got to do it. It's got to get done right. 
up to my standards as well and then post it. So let's hope for the best on that. That'll get done. That's going to occupy the vast majority of my time for except, except for with the exception of a few hours on Saturday where I have to do some work with Polk and Productions where they're doing a, a BoJack Horseman thing and I have to memorize some lines and get in there. And I'm also going to be work, doing some Instagram content with them as well. Uh, for my for my channel, uh, so Instagram at, at positive underscore sarcasm. I came up with a really funny idea. Um, it's going to require four of us, and the more I want to do more quickie content too, because I got a lot of funny and interesting ideas and and replayable ideas that I want to put out on the internet. So I hope that stuff comes along quicker, because uh, I'm tired of just. It fucking annoys me that there's so much out there that I want to do, that people want to do, that they talk about, that I think it would be really funny, and nobody ever fucking comes around and does it. It just drives me nuts. I want to get shit done. I have all these ideas. All you have to do is dedicate a, you know, a little bit of your time to go and do it and help me with it, and it'll get out there. Believe me, I put out some really good goddamn content, and I have a lot, I've posted a lot of good ideas, and if I could just get some fucking camera help, and thankfully, Polkin Productions is actually willing to put in some time to help me with some of these projects, but everybody else is just so they said it right about the people that I that I live around. They literally just go to work and they fucking go home after that. And normally they drink themselves to sleep or ambient themselves to sleep. Nobody wants to do anything fucking creative and it pisses me off. You know. Or when they want to do something creative, they don't have they over they oversell themselves to the point where what they're trying to sell or how they're trying to sell themselves is not believable, okay? They want to overdo it with the graphics or they want to make themselves seem... Um, it's like watching a, an early 90s video of, of a white person in an Adidas tracksuit teaching you about hip-hop dance moves. That's exactly, the, the client, I, that's exactly like some of the clients I talk to. Basically, white people trying to be black. And I know I hate, don't talk to me about cultural appropriation. I think it's bullshit. But when you're just trying to blatantly do something like that, it's like, I want to sound hip and cool. And I want to have flashy effects in my, in my channel. And it's like, how about you learn how to fucking put your, your message out there first before you go ahead and add e an ESPN type of effect to everything. You don't even know how to turn on your goddamn machine. Now all of a sudden you want to turn to fucking CNBC and you want to have a running ticker on the bottom letting you know that the fucking Bitcoin's gone up, Bitcoin's gone down, Snapchat's running out of business, Sears is tearing down their all their signs. Ah! So why don't you learn the basics first, fuckhead, before you go ahead and start? Because first of all, this shit's, it does, the money does add up. Every time you make a mistake, it's going to cost you money. Okay, every 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 little time that you spend on a computer or a computer part or a microphone or an arm stand, the shit can build up. It can easily go from you being like, "All right, I'm going to start a business with 200 bucks." Which is doable. You can do it. Totally doable. You can start a business with no money. You can start a business with your cell phone. Even though you do pay money per month, you pay, you know, 70, 80 bucks a month with your cell phone. But still, you literally can start a business with just your cell phone. You can edit, record, uh, uh, communicate, social media, Twitch, all of it, right at the power of your fingertips. So start with that. Learn the basics of that. Master the, uh, master the tools that you have in front of you first before doing anything else, okay? Yeah, I got seven computers. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I got seven computers because I rebuilt and took the time to understand which ones could actually be used and I held on to them. I didn't throw out this shit. And they all fucking work, okay? They all have a dedicated assignment to them. One dedicated assignment. They sit there, they don't, some of them are designed to be on the go. Some of them are designed to be in a certain room. Some of them are designed to hold information. Some of them are designed, like this one, is to podcast. Some of them are designed, like right now, to hold coffee. And these are cheap. Some of them are free computers. Um, but if you make a mistake or if you don't understand something, the next thing you know, it's like you go out and buy a machine that can do it all. That's the one thing is I don't like machines that can do it all. Do it all machines, in, in, at the end of the day, don't do anything. I, I use my email for this one. I watch Amazon Prime with this one. I do my recording my podcast with this one. I watch YouTube with this one. I do my office documentation with this one. I edit video with this one. Guess what? That one's going to break. That's the first computer to fucking break. And that fucking computer is generally going to cost you the most amount of money. And you're going to be replacing that goddamn machine every two years, unless you're me, because I'm fucking awesome with machines, because you don't know how to use your machine. You just went out and spent 600 bucks on it, and you expected to do everything. And then you fill it up with all kinds of crap, and the thing slows right down, okay? Eventually, some of the cores burn out. The fucking fan breaks. The hard drive dies. You lose all your shit because you because you spent all your money on a computer. And you didn't go out and buy an external hard drive, you dumb twat. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're in up shit's creek. Or you could go my route. Because you don't spend a lot of money when you take my route. Now, you could argue that maybe you'll make more money than me going your route. But with the amount of computers that I have that I've taken in that I've been appreciative of being accepted to or have found or whatever or rehabilitated or have traded for work, it hasn't really cost me much. Buy a little bit of RAM, cost me $5. You can go out and buy Windows 7 Ultimate. It cost you $5. You can go out and buy Windows 7 Ultimate, 64-bit, for all your machines, five bucks a pop. And all your machines will come back to life. And you can use them for stuff. I don't know how that went. I went off on a tangent like that. Yeah. Hold on. Ooh, I swallowed that coffee wrong. So when you start a business, any type of business, or you start a podcast, you start like that, Try to start with the most basic equipment out there. Don't go out, rip your pocketbook out, or your credit card, or your debit card, or your fucking, or your, your gold card, your Bitcoin. Look at what you have. Go into your basement. If you have a Intel Pentium processor computer from 2007, well, ask yourself this. If you clean it out and you reboot it to its factory settings and give it a basic, and give it basic function, can it, can it podcast? For example, can it record audio with a microphone attached to it. Okay, it can do that. Great. Can you edit the the audio on there? Yes, you can. Great. Can you upload that data to the internet through your Wix website, your Squarespace website, your custom-made website? Can you upload that audio in there and edit the text? Can you do that? Great. You can do that with a Pentium processor that literally would cost nothing. I found one of my computers on the side of the road. And you can do that, then you, it's going to cost you no money to start that business. You can do voice. You can do some type of uh, low-end voiceover work. You can do internet edit. You can do some internet work on there. You can do word processing on there. You can communicate through there. You can record podcasts. You can do 
all kinds of shit. And it costs you no money. All right. So I've collected over the years, starting with essentially nothing. I had one computer. Okay, it was a it was a netbook that I sold to Best Buy for like thirty five bucks in Best Buy cash. Um, and then I had this this Samsung, which is on the fritz, which has now been relegated to a is being relegated to a more supporting role. Actually, it's no longer at the forefront of whenever I go somewhere, but I've taking care of this gear, making sure that it's the best of its ability, replacing very minor stuff, maybe a hard drive, maybe a little bit of RAM, a little extra RAM boost. The And every time you buy a computer, here's another thing, before I, I, t- I start talking about other shit, if I ever do get to start talking about, if I ever do start talking about other shit. Um, hold on, sip of coffee. Mmm. When you buy a computer... Okay. It's pre-designed setup is it comes with either Windows 7 or Windows 10 or Ubuntu Linux or whatever. Or it's an Apple product and it comes with its Apple Okay. It'll come with the with the basic operating system and then it'll be preloaded with a bunch of other shit that you didn't fucking ask for that automatically starts up and runs in the background. And we're talking like imagine you start up, it require, I'd say it requires about 30 to 40, 30 to 50 uh, applications, little tiny applications, you know, little gears like a watch that run in the background in order to operate Windows. Windows 10 a little bit more. Now now imagine with all that other pre, that extra software, that's all the bullshit software that you really don't need that's either phishing for your, mic, your, uh, your metadata or whatever is running in the background. About an extra 20 to 30 extra programs. These little microprocessors, about 20 to 30 extra. What that does is it puts a great deal of extra strain on your processor, on your RAM capacity, on your virtual memory and your hard drive, whatever. Slows your computer down. So what you need to do basically is every time you get a, a you get your hands on a computer, go online and buy the original version of that operating system. So you go out, you get a free computer, for example. It's got, I don't know, 4 gig of RAM in there, 500 gig hard drive. It's got like a maybe a Core i3 or an Intel Core 2 Duo or something like that. You know, something not crazy, but a basic functioning computer that can pretty much do whatever you need it to do, okay? Go out, buy Windows 7 64-bit or and Windows 7 Ultimate, or if you need Windows 10, go out and buy Windows 10 and get the 64-bit version because that's most likely what it's going to be. And then go and buy that basic version. It'll cost you five to seven dollars on eBay, okay? And then within a day or two, they will send you the download link and the serial key. It'll cost you five fucking dollars. You'll install that with a little USB drive. It'll even tell you, give you instructions on how to actually install it. You'll do that, and then the next thing you know, when you install it, you'll go through like a week, a week's worth of like updating the software and all that shit. But your computer will be. Three or four times faster once you look up a couple YouTube how to YouTube how tos, and at that point, your computer will be way faster because it won't be running all those pre-designed, you know, pre-set up bullshit software that the company made put them in put it in there when you first bought the computer. It'll just be the basic operating system with what it needs, and then you can go in there even more afterwards and disable some of them, a lot of the processes. I'd say seven to ten, and your computer will be even faster. And then you could do so much more with that computer. And it, t- it uses less battery. 
If I made any sense in those 27 minutes and 48, 49, 50, 51 seconds, I don't know. I think I have. Anyways, try to save your money when you start a business. You're going to need it, okay? You'd be surprised how much shit comes up when you are starting a little a small business that you're going to need all of a sudden money on hand for, whether it's credit, debit, or actual cash cash, yo. Anyways, I was asked a question. Oops. Um, and yeah, if you want to, by the way, if you want a Q and a, you want to ask me a question, you can ask me a question at facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. I'm usually on there while I'm live streaming. You can also ask me a question through Twitch, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. You can ask me a question through there as well. But I was asked a question about my Instagram account by a Twitch, by somebody who's watching me on Twitch. He asked why I don't have any selfies on my, on my, um, <laughs> why I don't have any selfies on my Instagram or any pictures of me, for example. Well, I do have some pictures of me. You have to really go balls deep into my past in order to find pictures of me on Instagram. Um, well, maybe not that balls deep, but you're definitely not going to find one of me off of hand. That's for sure. Um, so the selfie thing, let's get back to that. Why do I not post selfies? Well, number one, I'm not posting selfies on a company on a company type of comp. It's listed. My Instagram is a is listed as a personal page. I don't use it as a business page. Makes it easier to to use some of the concepts that I make because sometimes it has commercial music in it or whatever. So um, it makes it easier for me to just avoid liability. But it doesn't really matter because you know a lot of people do that. So who who fucking cares? You know, you know, it's not like I'm Caitlyn Jenner or not Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, what's the other Jenner? Kylie Jenner. Kylie. Then who it is? And I'm doing a fucking ad for lip gloss. You know, I'm literally just playing with concepts on there. And sometimes I use commercial music for the fun of it. But the selfie thing is, I just, it doesn't serve me any purpose. It doesn't make me any money. I think it's, I think if you do, if you, all you do, and this is, there is psychology to back this up, but I'm not a clinical psychologist. Or, well, I'm not any type of psychologist. Okay. I'm, I'm psych something. I definitely have some pathological issues. I'll grant you that. I def there's definitely some pathological problems when it comes to how I am and how I think. I will grant you that. But when it comes to selfies, there is a there is a an actual problem with that when you do that. When you're constantly posting nothing but selfies or a lot of selfies or just selfies in general, they are there. It, it's linked to depression. It's uh, linked to narcissism. It's linked to many, many things. Because, and also, when you're just posting, when you're posting mostly selfies, it's also a lack of creativity. It's a lack of creativity and a lack of productivity. So, for example, you'll see, normally you'll see a selfie on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, mostly Facebook and Instagram, and then there'll be like a giant fucking, you know, thesis underneath it. So basically just like a normal, you know, uh, selfie, and there'll be a giant goddamn thesis underneath it of everything that they've gone through, you know, from the moment daddy touched them at six to when they lost their job when they were 23. And it's just it's just a shit show uh, of information that you didn't necessarily ask for. You're just trying to look picture, look up pictures of food and women's butts. And this fucking selfie nightmare pops up and it's got this giant thesis on the bottom of it. And you got to read through that shit. It's Instagram. Instagram is designed for pictures. Okay, but not always pictures of your face. Okay, 
Sometimes people want to, they, we, uh, we don't want to see your face. I want to see creativity. Selfies aren't creative. Selfies aren't productive. And for the most part, selfies aren't useful. Okay. I'm not saying you're not useful. I'm saying you can do better. Okay. Normally I see them from, a lot of times I will see them from, see it from fitness competitors, models, bodybuilders, you know, that crowd that I'm kind of part of. Um, so, uh, Sakura777 on stream chat says hi to me. Hi, Sakura. Nice to talk to you. If you have questions or comments, feel free to let me know. If you don't speak English, uh, let me know and uh, I'll translate it. I'll use Google Translate or something. But if you have questions or comments, feel free to ask. But like I said, with selfies, um, yeah, with selfies, they're, they're, they're useless. There's, there's, there's really very little to no point with them. So I suggest if you want to actually post something on Instagram, try something creative. If you're an artist, do something artistic. If you're an adventurer, go do adventuring. If you're a drone pilot, if you're a drone hobbyist, go do drone stuff. There's plenty of cool shit when it comes to drones. If you like cars, go take pictures of cars. If you like flowers, go take some pictures of flowers. Wedding dresses. Get what I'm point? Anything else that has anything else, nothing to do with selfies, Go ahead and do that. Otherwise, you're just being narcissistic and you probably have depression. Okay? So, I just, yeah. And if you don't believe me, look it up. There's plenty of documentation out there and studies about how being a fucking selfie maniac has all kinds of pathological issues attached to it. So, there's my answer to that. I don't have any selfies. I'm not going to deal with selfies. You won't see me taking pictures of them. Sometimes for fun, you may see one or two, like, uh, I don't know, just for the most part, you ain't going to see them from me. They don't do, they just, they don't do anything. They're fucking useless. Okay. Uh, Sakura777 on stream chat says, what are you deadening? Deadening? Okay. Uh, all right. So we're going to go ahead and spell that. She said, he or she, excuse me. Hey, what's your pronoun? That's another topic I want to talk about. She says, W A. this person says, W-A-T space, A-R-E, which is a word, deadening, D-E-A-D-E-N-I-N-G, deadening. What am I deadening? Okay, I'm going to come out and say it. What is deadening? If you could explain to me what dead, I'm, I can look it up. I'm actually, you know what? You sit right there, ah, triple seven. I'm going to go ahead and Google deadening. Is this a, is this is this what the kids are talking about nowadays? Deadening. D E N I N G. All right. I'm using DuckDuckGo because Google's after you. Deadening. Uh, let's see. Oops. Um. Define deadening. Recent examples: the deadening of the Yankees Red Sox. That's not it. Hmm. Material used for soundproofing. Okay. Um, well. Okay. Well, <laughs> I got nothing. All right. So moving on. If you have another question or you want to elaborate more, Sakura777, you're more than welcome to. Anyways. Um, yeah. There's been a... I noticed the... Let's see. Oh. Movie review. So... I finally got a, a chance to watch the movie Arrival, not The Arrival. That's with Charlie Sheen. Uh, Arrival with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. If you don't know who Amy Adams is, she's in uh, Man of Steel, 
with Henry Cavill and probably some other crappy um, fucking rom-coms. Uh, she's a redhead. And then Jeremy Renner. If you don't know who Jeremy Renner is, he was in the Bourne Legacy, which was basically the one without Matt Damon. And then he's also a Avenger. He is Rogue, or he was Rogue, but he's Hawkeye, basically. Um, he's a dude with the bow and arrow that wasn't in The Last Avengers because he was on house arrest. Boo, 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 boo. So, um, yeah, they one is a Jeremy Renner is a scientist, and Amy Adams is a linguist. She's knows language. She's really good at language. And apparently, a uh, bunch of aliens show up, and they're like, "Yo, what up, girl?" And uh, they're in their fucking spaceships. They're um, they're basically octopi. They're octopus. Okay, shocking. So they're octopus. A bunch of octopus space aliens show up in these little tube things. Uh, people are freaking out. They want to go know. They want to know, yo, what's up? What are you doing on our turf, homes? They go in there, start talking to the octopus or octopi, excuse me, and um, you know. The Chinese and the Russians start talking shit, or because they think what the the they think the aliens are saying something to do about you know we're going to use a weapon and blow you guys up when in fact they're actually trying to say something else. They stop talking to everybody altogether, and then panic sets in. And then there's that time crunch where we got to figure out what the aliens are talking about before um before shit hits the fan and we fucking all get killed or we f- start firing rockets at these aliens, which could probably you know wipe the floor with us. You know, so as far as the CGI, CGI was pretty simple in this movie. You know, as far as the, the scenery, as far as where the aliens were, um, they kept it pretty vague. It was just like you know a little, you know, non kind of just a little disc in the air. It just it was no big deal. And then the aliens themselves are kind of behind this foggy glass, and they got the octopus type of look. They're kind of hiding behind the fog. Um, they talk, but what was really cool is how they talk. They talk through these, through they shoot, they shoot ink, basically, and the ink turns into a symbol. And sometimes the symbols look exactly the same, but if after a while they start to figure out that the, each symbol has a little bit of different things to it, and they're able to figure out what this thing means, what that means, and they're start, able to start talking in some way, shape, or form, communicating with the uh, the octopus, <laughs> the octopi. Um, and through that, that's how they communicate. So they shoot ink. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty nifty idea to kind of move the story along in a certain direction and give it that vibe that it needs to kind of get the audience involved. Um, instead of, hi, what's your name? I don't think they understand us. And then from there, shit hits the fan. Uh, the weird thing was it was like she w- she had this dream about a dead kid and the dead kid from that she was you thought was from the past turned out to be from the future. Yeah, spoiler alert. Who gives a fuck? The movie's been out for like eight years already. And apparently she's going to end up banging fucking what's-his-face. And from there, it's like, oh, he's going to leave her because of this situation or because she's going to tell her that and he's going to be like, oh, whatever. And he bounces and it's like, what? I'm like, I... Mm. So... The ending was kind of sour. I mean, it w- all right, no, it was super sour. First of all, because you know the kid's gonna fucking die, and the kid and the husband's gonna bolt. But she's like, "Oh, pff, sweet! Now that I know how everything's gonna go down, I'm ready. Bring it on." Um, pretty depressing. But I was waiting for it to hit certain notes. 
the thing is, is like it doesn't really matter how you know how tragic a story is going to be. It's it's how the director designs the movie as to whether or not that actual emotion and effect actually hits you. And it was pretty cool. I mean, it was a cool movie. I didn't mind it at all. Uh, it's just that it didn't. The emotion didn't hit me like I thought it it should have. So it wasn't epic. Like to compare it, if I was to compare, say, Arrival with Interstellar, um, there there's no comparison. Interstellar was a far superior movie, um, cinematography wise, emotion wise, character development wise. It was just a bigger movie with it was f- just way more layers way more layers okay um it was definitely a david versus Go- not a david versus glass it was just two different animals as far as movie movie creation basically the arrival was a good sci-fi flick and interstellar was uh basically one scene short or one scene modified away from being one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time and if they just would have kind of changed maybe one thing, two things here or there, or how the plot, how the plot changes towards the end, Interstellar would have been one of those movies that blew you away. Instead, it left many disappointed with how the ending was. Okay, whereas it could have been like, give us what we want, and this is going to be one of the greatest flicks of all time. Instead, they kind of did this you know, loop around thing where, oh, you know, they didn't bring us here. We brought ourselves from the past or from the future. And it's like, oh, sad. And then you kind of get frustrated. and You're like, I want to fucking see aliens. And you don't see any aliens. So Interstellar, really, really. So I guess I'm doing two movie reviews. Interstellar, really good movie. I totally recommend the shit out of it because it's the emotion in it is way better. The, The special effects are insane. The the uh the the score, the music, Hans Zimmer, pfft, you that's that's a that's knock him dead right there, uh excellent and it just it was really all dependent upon that final part in the movie which decided whether or not it was just gonna be a really good movie, or uh one of the greatest of all time and it kind of fell short in that way, um but really good flick, Arrival good not great, um. I don't know. I just felt like there was some something miss. I felt like there was a void there between what it was and it just it left you empty. It really did. It really did leave you empty. A lot like Dunkirk, actually. Dunkirk had some of the greatest cinematography uh, concepts that I've ever seen, but at the end of the day, it just it just didn't, in my opinion, didn't deliver on a storyline that should have. And I don't know if it's because, like, for example, sometimes when a, when a director, and a lot of times some of these directors have so much, like, for example, Christopher Nolan has probably complete creative control on everything that he does. Sometimes if you spend so much time working on one concept or one aspect of the film, you completely forget about something, uh, another aspect of the film. Like, for example, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight, one of the most epic movies of all time, when it comes to the villain, the character development, and the actual, you know, you being in the story, really into it. But when it comes to the fight scenes, the fight scenes were fucking terrible. Awful. Cinematography, fight cinematography, fight choreography, excuse me, matters. And if the movie's even in doubt a little bit, it's way more pronounced. And that's what made The Dark Knight Rises so disappointing. So, that... 
that stuff matters. So you kind of the directors with Dunkirk, yeah, definitely fell short in that category, in my opinion. Definitely not the best movie of the year. Great, I mean, amazing cinematography, uh, plot uh, inter intersync. You know, when the plot syncs together by seconds, minutes, hours, but just didn't pull the trigger uh, as far as the emotion involved with the story. So you you that's what I say when you feel like you're walking away empty from a story. That's a perfect example was Dunkirk. Arrival, kind of the same thing. Um, plus, people kind of get really hesitant about movies when you start talking about dead kids. You know, when it, when and when the whole movie is prep, it, it prefaces it's like you, the whole movie is about basically the dead kid, in a way. The whole plot line basically depends on it. Then it's like, oh, then you're just you're you're killing people. You're killing people at that point, and they really just can't hack it. So, movie was good. I don't know. Sometimes there's movies that you need to see once. Movies need to see twice. Um, Arrival is one and done. Three stars out of five. It's good. I like the characters. I like the acting. Thought it was a solid movie. Forrest Whitaker character was great. The supporting actors were good. Amy Adams was great. Jamie Renner was good. He was a dork in the movie. And that was it. Just all I got for you on that one. Um, But... Boy, my voice is loud today. Anyways, if you want to check out the movie review section, you go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the movie review section, and uh, it's under more. You can go ahead and check that out. But while I've been working on this project, this uh, nonprofit project that's due late late next week, uh, I did start going down an, an, a, a Marvel comic hole. That's something you don't want to do because that's when you start going into, into fucking dorkdom. And when you go into dorkdom... They start coming out with all their theories and projected leaks and things they found out on uh, on the internet about, oh, this thing attaches to that thing, and maybe if that thing happens, and this thing's going to happen. All right, and they start talking about, and the Avengers is one of those things because, first of all, we're talking about one of the largest uh, universes that's ever been put on screen. Bigger than Star Trek, bigger than Star Wars um, for the most part, Actually, now technically, technically bigger than Star Wars. Star Trek was a big universe. Star Wars was a bigger universe. I have to say the Marvel comic Marvel comic universe is even bigger than that because it goes from the quantum realm, which is very, very, very tiny, to other realms and other dimensions. So it reaches not only to your core, but the very edges of space and beyond. And other dimensions and other realms and other layers. So it's fucking everywhere. And to put that all together as well as they have, despite all the social justice bullshit, despite the fact that they're owned by Disney, they still manage to put it all together. But then you go down the rabbit hole of, because it's, it's comic books. So there's already a massive lore and history. And, you know, the path has basically been laid out for them as far as what they need to do in order to keep the faithful fans interested and not get them mad. Because all you have to do when super, if you watch Man of Steel with Henry Cavill, Superman doesn't kill people. He doesn't. In the comics, he does not kill people. That's just not his thing. He doesn't do that. But in Man of Steel, he kills General Snod. General, Snod, General Zod. He, he snaps his neck in order to save the lives of a family that General Zod was about to laser beam. So he has no choice. He has to break Zod's neck. He does that, gets really mad about it, 
And because he snapped that dude's neck, first of all, I thought it was fucking badass. And it was really cool because we understand the the, the gravity of the, what just happened. We understand that. Superman doesn't kill and he had to do it. He had no choice. Um, so the thing is, Marvel, uh, DC comic people who are, you know, they're fans of Superman. They fucking freaked out about that. They got so mad. So what Marvel's playing with though is an even bigger situation here. So what they have to place everything very appropriately and under and talk to, you know, like, first of all, Thanos can throw planets. Okay. He can smash planets together. He's that destructive. But how do you take somebody who can smash planets and destroy planets with his bare fucking hands? How do you put that on the big screen? Big screen. You really, for the most part, can't. It's just there's too much CGI. The budget's too big. It it's just it's too difficult to do at this time. And how realistic is it? Okay, because if you just start smashing universes together at that point, if you start smashing universes together, people don't people lose interest. They don't believe it. It's not believable. So what you know the Russo brothers are trying to do is give slight homages to all the, to these storylines without overdoing it or making it seem unreal. Okay, I know we're dealing with the Marvel comic universe, but let's face it, it, it is you do have to put some believability in it. You start with people being invested with the characters and then with the storyline. And at that point, you can pretty much get them to buy into anything. And then, yes, can you know Thanos throw planets? Sort of. He kind of harnessed the power of a planet and started throwing massive meteors at Iron Man. It was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool scene. It was, you know, people, but you have to kind of stay true to the comic books in many different ways. And where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I started going down the Marvel rabbit hole and I was like, oh my God, they're start, they started talking about characters. First of all, I thought Thanos was the biggest. I didn't know, full disclosure, I didn't know anything about Thanos before the Avengers. Okay. I knew about Iron Man. I knew about Ant Man. I knew about the Punisher. I know because I was I watched I listened to Punisher. I thought oh you know I knew Spider Man. Spider Man was a pussy. He's kind of cool now. I knew about all these characters, but I didn't follow the plot line, the universe that closely. So I didn't know anything about Thanos. I had no clue. I just knew the way they portrayed Thanos at the end of the original Avengers. I realized how dangerous this guy was going to be because the first thing I did when I finished watching the Avengers on the big screen. Was I immediately went on Google and been and, and and was like, who the fuck is this guy at the end of the Avengers? And it was right there. And it's like that's Thanos. This guy loves death. He thrives by death. He's the baddest man on the planet. Well, he's the baddest man in the universe. Period. Like, there's nobody be- better than him. There's nobody more badass than him. But then I I go on the fucking internet today, and all of a sudden I start talking about. They start talking about. It's like, oh well, Thanos is done. He's not coming back. He did what he set out to do. He's not coming back. It's like. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? He's not coming back? So who's coming back? They start talking about this dude named Galactus. Who the fuck is Galactus? It's like the names get bigger and bigger every time. It's like Thanos. Thanos is a titan, which is bigger than a god. Now you've got Galactus and Annihilus. Annihilus is, I don't know, something to do with, with Ultron or some shit. I don't know. But I don't know who fucking Annihilus is. And Galactus, they make him seem like this giant dude who literally fits freaking planets in the palm of his hands like he's cradling a pair of balls and smashes them together. And apparently the... But apparently he is a bitch too because Thanos apparently in the comic books kicked the shit out of him a couple times. Apparently even Squirrel Girl smacked him around like a fuck in, in one of the episodes, in one of the Marvel comic books. 
and uh, I think Captain, and obviously if Thanos can beat him, then freaking Captain Marvel's going to show up with her fucking space rocket hands. She's going to beat the shit out of Thanos. She's going to, in turn, she can beat the shit out of Thanos. She can beat the shit out of freaking uh, Galactus Boy. Um, and, and that's it. So I don't know how, who's bigger at that point? How much bigger does it get? At that point, how do you start making up characters? I don't know who Galactus is. Can somebody tell me who the fuck Galactus is? Can somebody tell me who is the biggest, baddest dude in the Marvel comic universe? And he, has he already here? They just make it shit up because I understand that there's a lot of comic. There's a lot of characters from certain uh, versions of the Marvel of the MCU that haven't come yet, that haven't arrived yet. Okay, I understand the Fantastic Four hasn't really arrived. I understand that Silver Surfer. He's not the baddest dude in the planet, but the, apparently the Silver Surfer is a badass. But he's not—he's not the baddest dude in, in the in the whole thing. So he's not there. Uh, Adam isn't there, and a lot of the characters haven't arrived. Captain Marvel hasn't technically arrived yet, and Captain Marvel is like a is like a super badass version of Iron Man. In in her in her setup, she can fly. She shoots shit out of her hands. Um, she can harness the power of multiple energies, but she's basically Iron Man times 10. And this isn't like a, a women empowering type of thing. It's I've, She's always been like that. Captain Marvel has always been a badass in more ways than one. She is hyper powerful. The only thing that Tony has on her is just his intuition, intelligence, his overall knack for surviving and being... Uh, being able to innovate when the clock is against him. Like in the first one, he literally builds, builds his first Iron Man suit out of spare parts. Whereas Captain Marvel is just fucking all-powerful, basically. She's essentially Superman. Well, different comic book universe, but basically, that's what she is. She's ultra badass, and I look forward to actually seeing her fight. Because I, I saw the first commercial for for uh for Captain Marvel and I was like, "Eh, okay. No big deal. Wasn't really excited about it, but I was actually looking forward to the movie anyways." And then I saw the new one that just came out. And I was like, "Oh, cool. So I'm actually happy about that." Um I was actually happy to see it. It looked she looks cooler. She's she's got the right vibe. She really does look like she's going to be an excellent character in the Marvel Comic Universe. I look forward to seeing her on there. As long as they don't you know, Disney the fuck out of her, I think she's going to be okay. I think she's actually going to do quite well. I think that movie's really going to kill as well. I really do look forward to that. And apparently she is the key to, to beating Thanos. But then you go down this goddamn rabbit hole that I went down with and I start talking about Galactus and apparently Thanos is done done. He's not coming back. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He's not coming back, so who's coming in now? But then I just saw another article that came out. Apparently when it comes to the trailers, because this is a thing with trailers, Trailers nowadays, they have way too much. They're putting out way too much information than, like, for example, you know, you can pretty much figure out what the whole movie's about just by watching the trailers. So now what Marvel's doing is we're only going to release, when we use our trailer, when we put out our trailers, it's only going to be from the first 20 minutes of the film, apparently. So they don't want to put out too much information, especially what happened with DCU, or, or DC Comics, excuse me. DC freaking, when they did uh, Justice League, they put a shit ton of, apparently, from what I understand, I could be wrong, they put a shit ton of footage out there on in the trailers that they didn't even use in the movie. 
Now, has Marvel Comics done that? Yes, absolutely. They did it with the last Avengers movie, where they're all grouped together and running through the forest of Wakanda. 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 We are moving through Wakanda. They didn't use that in the movie, but that's okay. Because for the most part, they use the vast majority of the footage that they put in the trailer, which is what makes Marvel Comics so goddamn good at what they do. They really haven't had a true flop of a movie yet. Most of their movies, I think all their movies have scored 60 or higher, which makes them fresh on the Rotten Tomatoes meter. But you start going down this rabbit hole of all the goddamn, vil- of, of every, all the theories, conspiracy theories that, that they're talking about. It's like, I just want to know, am I going to be pursuing watching Marvel Comp, this whole MCU thing, post-Avengers Endgame? Or am I done after that? Okay. And first of all, where is it going to, you know, who's going to stay? Who's going to go? Whose contract is up? Who's going to die? It's a lot to, it's, it's a lot of time and energy to, and money to invest in something. Cause I don't watch anything on Netflix anymore. I don't have it. Okay. I watch a little bit on am prime. Uh, I don't, I really don't invest all my, all that time in sitting around watching movies. I do for the podcast though, make sure I do stay in it because I am a fan of these things. Um, but it is a lot of time to invest, okay? And what's going to happen? There's so many questions running through my mind. First of all, I don't know who Galactus is. I don't know who Annihilus is or, or whatever his name is. I don't know who any of these characters are. I learned who Thanos was because I became a fan of the of the original Marvel Comics setup when it started with Tony Stark, becoming Iron Man, Captain America, all that shit. Thor. But I have so many questions of my own. Because I'm attached to it on a personal level that I love the actual characters themselves, that I'm attached to the characters. And if the characters go, like, for example, if the characters die, which they technically already have in some way, shape, or form, but you know basically they're all coming back. Okay, probably even Loki. He's coming back too. But what's going to happen with Captain America? His contract's up. He's rumored to die, apparently. Tony Stark, what's going to happen with him? Is he going to die? Uh... Also, the fact that Drax, Drax is pissed off because they fired, um, they fired the original director of Mar- of uh, what's his freaking what do you call it, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He Drax, so they pit- they fired the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. Drax, the 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 uh, Batista is pissed about it. And he wants out of his contract. So it's like okay, now you know people are starting to get pissed. Who's going to come back because they're either going to die. Uh, shout out to Deck Cards. Hey, hi, nice to meet you. If you have questions or comments, feel free to hit me up through facebook.com slash positive sarcasm, or you can ask your questions right here through the stream chat on twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. Um, so what's going to happen to all those characters, whether they're going to, you know, their, their, uh, their contracts are going to get canceled. They're going to want out of their contracts or also the fact that who's going to just die as a result. Cause somebody's got to die. There's like 50 fucking comic book characters in one movie. All right. The only reason that any of them died whatsoever is because they all got, they were all part of that snap. Right. You know, you know, and they're all gone now, but you know, they're all going to come back. So who's going to die? None of the main characters have died yet. None. They're all coming back. They all got put in timeout. They didn't die. They just got, you're in timeout. Like me when I was six, you know, you're in timeout. That's it. They all got put in fucking timeout. They're all going to come back. All right. You know that. All right, you don't kill off the one black superhero. All right, you you know he's coming back. You don't want to piss off that whole community. You know that freaking Black Panther is gonna come back. All right, you know that Doctor Strange is gonna come back. You know that Spider Man's gonna come back. So they're all the main characters are coming back. 
who dies? Or who walks away? Does Captain America, you know, go up bravely and say, man, I'm, you know, like he does like a freaking, you know, uh, uh, rigs from Lethal Weapon, go, I'm too old for this shit. Takes off his fucking, takes off his star and says, I'm done. And just, you know, retires. Could he do that? I don't know if Captain America can. I know that Tony Stark can because I know he wants to go home and bone Pepper Potts. So he wants to go home and do that and have a kid and all that stuff. And maybe he takes off the Iron Man outfit because maybe because the MCU universe is growing so big beyond the point of Earth that maybe Tony has reached his his full potential of the things he's able to do in order to protect the universe. And now that Captain Marvel and Silver Surfer and all that other stuff, they're coming about. Maybe Tony's not going to be really needed anymore. So maybe he could just actually be like, all right, I've done what I can. I've gotten you guys to this point. But you guys don't need me anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, drive my Audi R8 V10, hang out with my hot-ass wife who's, uh, you know, who sells you know, goop on the internet, and I'm done. And maybe he, does, maybe he goes out like that. And good on him if he does. And I'd have no problem with that. And it makes sense to me. Because if you, first of all, you know when Tony got stabbed, when Iron Man got stabbed in infinity war everybody held their fucking breath okay when that happened you're like uh oh shit it was like that scene in in dark knight rises when bane broke batman's back it's like well you know he's gonna come back with tony you didn't know if he was gonna get stabbed and then he was gonna fall down and die and it's like oh okay so you know who's gonna you know for the vast majority they're all coming back who dies i've asked it like 16 times already on this podcast who dies can somebody tell me who dies already so, that being said, I do look forward to Captain Marvel, which comes out like February, March. I do look forward to uh, Avengers Endgame, which comes out April 19th. April 19th, yeah. That comes out. I look forward to that. So, that was about an hour and one minutes. Uh, pronouns versus perfume and cologne. I will have to go through that one another day. Uh, South Sudan, tools of capitalism. We already, eh, I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to deal with that. Uh, boring people and white folk. Eh, I'm not going to deal with that. Selfies, we talked about that. Uh, we talked about uh, Arrival with Amy Adams and uh, What's-His-Face. Talked about that. Three out of five stars. Uh, let's see. And I guess that's it. I guess we'll call it for today. I went on a pretty good rant. I'm kind of running out of steam. Did a good hour. If you want to go check out the movie review section, you go to positivesarcasm.com slash movie reviews. You can check there if you have requests of maybe movies you want to see or questions you have, questions and comments, concerns about all the movies I've seen or whatever. We can talk about that. Also, if you have questions or comments, you can go to positivesarcasm.com, click the contact page. You can send me information that way. Positivesarcasm at outlook.com. You can send me messages and questions through all my social media accounts at positive positive underscore sarcasm on Instagram. Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can go on Twitter and get, you know, drop my DMs in there if you want to be on Twitter. If you don't want to be on Twitter, I totally understand. It's a shit show right now. Uh, it runs a lot like the government. Uh, it's chaos, I tell you. It's chaos. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. I'm, yeah, we're done here. I'm, I'm about halfway done my coffee. I'm completely fried. Uh, I do want to say, I want to say, blah, blah, blah. Shout out to Sakura seven 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 for dropping by on stream chat. Shout out to Deck Cards uh, on stream chat. And if you guys have additional questions or concerns, 
feel free to hit me up in any way, shape, or form uh, at any point in the day, even when I'm not live streaming for the podcast. I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. I will be dropping this, of course. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, at positive, or just look up Positive Sarcasm. You can actually subscribe to this download of this podcast, which will be available on Thursday. Just go to iTunes, search for Positive Sarcasm, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play Music. It's all on there, bro. It's all on there. Oh, my shit's everywhere. Growing like a weed. Spreading like a virus. Hashtag AIDS. Anyways, I'm done. I'm running out of steam. I'm going to finish my coffee. I got a project I got to get to late next week. Cross your fingers for me. I hope it all works out. If it all works out, I will drop it on YouTube. Oh, man, I'm putting this cart before the horse. Fuck. All right. Thank you guys for listening, watching, subscribing. I will check in on with you next week. This has been a Positive Sarcasm Presentation.